Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is certified mortgage planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hi, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. Okay, so um, I wanted to just let you all know that there's going to be a change in our podcast coming up soon, and that is that we're going to be changing the name of the podcast. So if you're a subscriber, don't worry. There's not going to be a change for you whatsoever, but it will look different. There's going to be a new album cover and, of course, a new name. So I want to let you know what the new name is so you can be on the lookout for it. It's going to be called Stop Talking, Take Action, Get Results business and personal advice with Jen Duplessis. I've just found that over the last three years um, that I've had the podcast and because I have transitioned away from origination in lending and am now speaking and coaching full time, that the podcast really started moving toward uh, personal and professional development um, actually quite some time ago. So I will continue to have loan officers and realtors and other salespeople and uh, business owners, entrepreneurs on the call so that we can continue to provide you with the information that you need to excel and move your business and your practice forward, whether you're in the mortgage industry or not. So I want to make you aware of that. Um, I'll probably announce that a couple more times in a couple more podcasts to make sure everybody knows about that. Um, and um, in the meantime, I want to talk to you today about value, uh, the value of a client. And um, what I'm really talking about is really twofold, and this really stems from uh, conversations I've been having with some clients that I've been coaching uh, about differentiating yourself in the marketplace. And this is something that, that uh, we've all been talking about for the last three or four months, regardless of what business you're in, um, on how to differentiate yourself because there's so much competition. And look, I have to do it too, right? As a coach and a speaker, there's lots of people that are speakers and coaches and podcasters and in fact, there's, I believe the number that I heard was 2000 podcasts, brand new podcasts every single month that are coming out in the marketplace. And so there's a lot of competition. So what do you do to differentiate yourself? Well, the first thing is branding, working on your branding. And I'm not going to talk about that today because I've talked about it in previous um, podcasts about branding and the fascination advantage. Um, and if you haven't heard that, you know, do a search for it, but uh, you'd want to go to the website, howtofascinate.com. Um, and take the quick test to find out, you know, who you are and what your unique style is so that you're not, um, so that I shouldn't say you're not, so that you are in alignment with who you are when you're out marketing and branding yourself. So that, that's where it first starts. Now, the second thing is, and then I'll talk about a third thing as well. But the second thing is when you're looking at price competition in business, 
Um, I want to give you a quick little story. Uh, so let's say that you are looking for the cheapest price and doing something. And it's funny because my daughter's getting married in October of this year, 10, 19, 19. And, you know, we're looking at all kinds of vendors and services and we're always looking for price, but we're always looking for the company that has the best advice and the best product and for what we need, right? So you're not going to fit everybody. Be aware of that. That's okay. You're not going to fit everyone. It's okay to tell people that you might not be the right person for them. But let's just say you're looking to fill up your car with gas and you're, you know, driving around. We all do looking around at who's cheapest, et cetera. And if you're just getting gas and that's all you need at that moment, you're probably going to go to the cheapest place. Now, brand is going to have somewhat of um, a relevance with it. Um, you know, if you're a member of Costco or Sam's Club or you like Shell over Exxon, something like that. But generally, um, you're going to go to the place that has the cheapest gas. And that's where the price competition goes. So there are times when you are price sensitive and that's all you're looking for. But there are also times when you're in the mood for a Slurpee. And if you're in the mood for a Slurpee and that 7-Eleven has a gas station attached to it, it doesn't matter what the price of the gas is. You're going to go buy gas there because the higher value, the value that you're providing um, or looking for as a client is that you want the Slurpee. So the same would hold true, um, at least on the East Coast, we have... Um, uh, sheets. And then there's also Wawa. You know, there's a couple of different places. If you love their coffee, Dunkin' Donuts would be another example, except they don't have gas. But, um, you know, at those places, if you absolutely love their coffee, then you're going to go there for your coffee instead of Starbucks if you have to get gas, right? And um, you're not going to care how much it costs. So that becomes the differentiator that you have to create with your brand. Everything that you talk about is you know, the fact that you do um, Slurpees really well or you make the best coffee when it comes to um, pricing gas, okay? So that's the second thing I want to talk about. The third thing I want to talk about is another analogy that has to do with McDonald's versus Capital Grill. Now, um, Capital Grill <clears throat> is something, hopefully, that's not nationwide, but if it's not, it's just a higher-end um you know, kind of nice place to go. It's, it's not a Morton's, but it's just kind of higher end. But if you're going out for an anniversary, are you going to be going to McDonald's or are you going to go to Capitol Grill? Um, now, here's something really funny, though, I got to tell you. So I said to my husband one time, look, I want to have an expensive dinner for um, an expensive dinner. And he said, great, we're going to go to the airport. <laughs> and that's kind of like McDonald's to me. But if you're going, if you're going to have an anniversary, you're going to go to Capitol Grill. But let's say you're on the road and you're traveling, you're most likely not going to go to Capitol Grill. You're going to go to something that you know and trust that has a brand, McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell. You're going to go to one of those places, even though you're not a fast food advocate, while you're on the road, you're going to go to something that you have familiarity with, you feel comfortable with because you know the brand. So this is what we need to be doing in business. We need to get our brand out there so that people feel like they already know us, even if they've never tried us before, right? So it's also the difference, you know, about what, who, who do you want to attract, right? Um, 
And I think that's really an important thing too, is that we don't necessarily want to attract everybody. We also want to be careful that we are attracting rather than pulling people in, you know, um, against their will, right? So we want to attract people. And I, I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to say another story, which is, you know, that if um, my favorite cookie is peanut butter cookies. So if I attract other people who like peanut butter cookies, we're going to have a commonality. There's going to be a level of trust already. Now, that's not to say that I won't attract people who like chocolate chip cookie and oatmeal cookie and, and all of that, but my main goal is to attract the people who like the same things that I do or that, that my marketing is going to be around attracting people who like peanut butter cookies, not around attracting people who like other types of cookies. So you have to be very, very clear about who you want to attract, okay? And because of that, because you're attracting the right kind of people, those people are going to be are more likely to refer the same type of people. They're more likely to, to rant and rave about the Slurpee, the coffee, uh, the service that you provided, that, that peanut butter cookie. They're more likely to rant and rave about that and share with their community than the person who came to you and said, well, you know, I'm not really an advocate of it, but it was an okay experience. So you, just that one additional referral that you get from the client who um, is in alignment with your brand could make your business go from a $2.5 million business to a $6 million business. Because just adding that one additional client from every client that you have can double and almost triple your, your business um, model, regardless of what industry you're in. So Think through who you are and what your brand is. I'm gonna, so I'm going to add a couple things here, um, three questions for you. The one, one is just asking yourself, who are, who are you? Um, not, and, and so this is kind of a deep thing. You know, what, one word to describe who you are, and I, um, when I went through this exercise myself, I said, well, I'm a caring person. But you know what I found out is, yes, I'm a caring person, but um, I only said that because people tell me that I'm a caring person. And I said, well, that's what I want people to think or I want people to know. So that was why I said that. I want you to really think through, you know, who are you? Um, most of the time, not occasionally, not that, you know, you're a caring person, but sometimes you don't care. But, you know, generally who you are, um, you know, an overthinking underperformer, an overproductive uh, um, person. I mean, what, what are some of the words that you could use? Make a list of who you think you are, just words of who you think you are. And then next to that, I want you to make a list of who are you trying to be for others or who have others said that you are? Because I want you to compare these two, you know. So who are you trying to be? Who do you think people need you to be? Do you think maybe you're not a caring person and uh, you want everyone to think you're a caring person, so you just think that you are? caring person. So I want you to take a look at that. And then the third column is who do you not want to be? You know, who do you not want to be? So if you said, you know, I don't want to be someone who doesn't care, um, then that's starting to isolate who you really are. So those three categories will help you isolate who you are in addition to the how to fascinate um, test, which I really absolutely love. And by the way, that's not a disc profile. It's not your tendencies as a person um, in your style it's how the world sees you and so you want that to align with you and your practice so 
I, um, I encourage you to take some time to think through this and figure out, you know, what, who am I and who do I want to be and what's my brand going to be so that you can find the value in a client that you work with. And of course, this goes along with the niche to go rich, right? We already know that. But niching is really important. Elevating yourself to differentiate yourself is super important so that you can find the true value in each of the clients you work for. So I will catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Hi, everyone. This is Jen DuPlessis. I wanted to just inject here at the end of this particular podcast because it's the first of the year. And I wanted to let you know that we are putting together our 2019 group coaching call. And I have openings for a total of 20 people. And currently, I have 13 available spots. It is a monthly coaching call with a few web uh, webinar workshops included, as well as two 30-minute private coaching sessions with me throughout the year that you can choose whenever you want to do that. So I wanted to let you know that's available. If you have interest in signing up, please do so immediately because space is running out. Uh, my email is jen at jenduplessis.com. That's J-E-N at J-E-N-D-U-P-L-E-S-S-I-S.com. And I will be happy to send you information. Looking forward to talking to you. And thank you again for listening to the podcast. I sure appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.